so much for being here today. If you didn't listen to my other videos, Jesus said to me the other night when I was walking, he said, I'm coming when the gospel is preached, the uncompromised gospel, not the watered down gospel as many are living now, but when you walk in my power, when you do that greater work, then the end will come. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you so much for telling us where we're at, what we need to do to prepare for your return. We thank you that you're showing us when you're coming and that we are a part of your return. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. We honor you. I think that is so amazing. You know, we don't know the day or the hour, but he's telling us where we're at in Matthew 24. It tells us all the things that are going to come. The disciples were asking what the signs were, and he told us what the signs are. And when I was walking that day, he said in verse 14 that the end will come when it's the gospel is preached throughout the whole world. And then he was talking to me about walking in his power and preparing for him and how so many people are just lukewarm. They, they say that they're Christians and they're following Jesus, but really they're not. We're, we're caught up in the world and just living compromised, living, li living the word not fully to walking in his power. And, and so we can't really show people the truth. And so that's just to reiterate um, what he's been saying. And today he said, um, uh, he, he's been giving us messages on how we can fix that. And um, the examples that the impressions instead maybe that we give people and this morning he was talking to me about, um, you know, that old saying, I know, I don't know about you, but my parents said, don't do what I do, but do what I said to do. And he was saying, that's how many of us live. We, we know the word, we know the gospel, and um, we preach that to others, but we're not doing it ourselves. Jesus even said that to the Pharisees, right? And, and so Jesus said, you guys got a log in your eye and you're getting specks out of other people's eyes. And you're not, you know, the thing is, he's saying, you guys are just lazy. You're not doing it. You're not doing the word. And so my power is not displayed on the earth. And, and so um, he was saying that, you know, those who, who aren't Christians, but look to the Christians and see that there's no power in our lives, there's no difference. Um, in, in fact, you know, they see that we are hypocrites, they can see it. And so they really want nothing to do with us or Jesus, because we're saying this great thing about Jesus, and, and we're talking about his power, you know, we're, we're talking about he is the healer, yet we don't get healed, we're not walking in his power. And so, again, you know, he's, so to say, getting in our face. He's telling us the truth because he wants us to know the truth. And he wants us to be a part of what he's doing. He, he wants us to be a part of his work. He said 
If you believe in me, you're going to do what I was doing and even greater things. And yet we, we just pawn it off. We don't want to do it. It's too hard. We're too lazy. And, you know, it takes too much effort to believe. And it does. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is taken by force. Revelation 3.5 tells us that if we're not overcomers, our names are going to be blotted out of the book of life. And so, yes, to do his work is going to take effort. We have to overcome. We have to overcome the pull the enemy puts on us to just be mediocre, to just be lukewarm, to just talk about it, but not do it. Tell people about the truth of his word, but not live in it. He said, a double-minded man will not receive anything from him. And so we can't be talking it and then not living it. He said, we're wishy-washy. Um, James, one, I want to read this to you. Only it must be in faith while well, he was talking about asking for wisdom. And God gives to everyone liberally without fault finding. But he must ask in faith. No hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, and doubts is like a billowing surge at sea, is blown hither and thither and tossed by the sea. And so what he's saying is, you know, we ask him for things, and then we're double-minded about it. You know, we say we believe, but yet we're talking the unbelief. We ask him to heal us, yet we go and figure it out ourselves because we're impatient. We're not patient. We're not letting him teach us. And so we're calling ourselves Christians. We're saying God's the healer, yet we don't, we, we don't wait. We don't wait. We don't believe. We don't have faith. Even sometimes to ask him, why isn't it happening? But he said we're not receiving from him because we're double-minded. We're back and forth. He said, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. For he is a man of two minds, hesitating and unstable, unreliable, uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. And so you say, I'm a Christian, I believe God for my healing. But then you get freaked out and you get afraid because you're listening to the enemy, because you're not sitting at Jesus' feet. You're not hungry for the word so that you get faith, because faith comes by hearing the word. Many people don't like to hear, they don't have enough faith, but we don't have enough faith. And that's why we don't receive. And when we receive, we're that witness. He's saying today, either you believe or you don't. Don't be as the, as the Pharisees. Don't be a hypocrite. The unbelievers see that, and, and they have no interest then in Jesus. Or sometimes people say that God's going to heal them, but they're not doing the word. They're not obedient to him, and they really don't qualify because they're not doing the word. The blessing, the healing comes from being on the same page as God. And so they, they say God's gonna heal them and then God doesn't heal them because they aren't really connected with God. They're just um, out, on, uh, out on a limb. Um, how do they say winging it, 
not really having heard God, because many times when you need healing, um, God will tell you why you're sick and what you need to do to get better. Like with heart disease, you have to eat right. And so, of course, he wants to heal you, but he also wants you to have that wisdom. But you're being double-minded. You're being uncertain because you really don't know the truth. And then your loved ones who were expecting God to heal you watch you die, and so they're bitter at God. And so we're not being that witness. We're lazy. We don't really know Jesus. We know of him. We expect him to do something for us. And when he doesn't, we're disappointed in those around us who we thought we were ministering to are disappointed as well. And they don't want anything to do with Jesus. Many times when I'm doing street ministry, people say, no, no thank you. As if to say, I want nothing to do with Jesus. And, you know, many people tell me that, you know, God did this to them. And God took their their um, loved one from them. God is getting blamed for what we do to ourselves. If I eat unhealthy, I'm going to get sick. And so we shouldn't be blaming God for that. But going to God for wisdom, if any man lacks wisdom, go to the giving God who gives to all liberally without all finding. Uh, but if he's double-minded, then he's not going to receive anything from the Lord. It must be in faith that he asks with no wavering. And faith means that means you're going to believe and trust, humble yourself, actually. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding and it will be given to him. Only he must ask in faith with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who waver, wavers, hesitates, and doubts is, the, is like the billowing surge at sea that's blown hither and thither. Truly, such a person will not receive anything. For being as he is a man of two minds, unreliable, uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. Verse 9, let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his elevation as a true Christian, called to the true riches and to be an heir of God. So you must humble yourself before him, depend on him, rely on him, expect him to correct you. Revelation 3.19 says that he corrects those that he loves. And so when you got yourself in trouble, you have to let him correct you. You have to let him tell you the truth. And then when you, when you take his correction, then you're going to receive from him. It's that simple. And then you're going to be that witness. Romans 12, 2 says to change your mind. Don't be conformed to the world, adapted after its external superficial customs, but be transformed by the renewal, entire renewal of your mind. Change your mind. Come in agreement with him. And then you're going to be preparing the way for him. And when you come in agreement with him, you are going to agree to do that greater work in whatever form that is, however he calls you to do it. And so that's the word I have for you today. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of like a spiritual spanking if this is speaking to you, if you're lazy, if you've been 
double-minded if you're not a doer of the word just a hearer of the word if you're um if you're not hungry if you're lukewarm then the sword is for you because if you're if you're not hungry and you're lukewarm it means you're not paying attention because when you put that word in your heart and you do the word that is how you get on fire because you're going to hear him guide you and teach you and correct you and then you're going to be hungry to do his work you're going to want to do it you're going to be excited you're going to see that you're on this journey that is wonderful beautiful so that's what i have for you today revelation 320 he said if you heed his voice that he's going to come and live on the inside of you and so if you're heeding his voice he's there and you know it if you're not heeding his voice you're going to feel empty you're going to wonder where he went you're going to wonder why he's not answering you and then you're going to trip up you're going to make mistakes because the enemy is going to take over he wants to be your god and so he said if you heed my voice so if you don't heed his voice he's not going to come and live on the inside of you and so you got to make that commitment i'm going to heed your voice i'm going to do your work you know jesus is in pain he's grieving the father is grieving because the end is soon here sooner or later he's going to come and it's not as well that one would perish and it grieves him that the christians are sitting around not doing their part still walking in sin being hypocrites and that's what he's saying grow up i'm coming when you do my work he's calling us to do his work and he said we're being lazy and he's saying either you're hungry or you're not he told me he's dividing the sheep from the goats if you love him you're going to care about what he cares about and you're going to fix these things that he's confronting you with so that you can be a part of and then the end will come if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you I'd love to pray with you right now and remember you have to be committed you don't just say the prayer and then wander off in another direction you have to stay on the narrow path stay on that uncomfortable path that seems very lonely because Jesus said many are on the wide that leads to destruction and the narrow path leads to eternal life. So, Jesus, we thank you for telling us truth today, for getting in our face, for telling us when you're coming, telling us things to come. We honor you, we adore you, we thank you, we just worship you, we lift you up. We humble you, humble ourselves before you. We honor you. Thank you so much for teaching us, correcting us, convincing us, convicting us. You're so good. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. He is so wonderful, isn't he? He's so good. And you might have even felt him 
when you prayed. He wants to manifest himself to you. In fact, John 14, 21 says, if you obey me, I'm going to show myself to you. And that's why many people can't hear him because they don't obey him. They don't go to him for wisdom. They don't spend time getting faith. Faith comes by hearing the word. And that takes time. And that's how you get to know him. And then like, he corrected us today. When he corrects us, you get to know him. You know what he's thinking. He's even telling us when he's coming. When we do this, we have all this stuff to do. And we think we're ready. Many people say, I'm ready, I'm waiting. But if you're ready, you're not going to be waiting. You're going to be scooting around doing stuff. Getting ready because you don't want anyone to perish as well. And so when we do the word, we make Jesus happy. Because he doesn't want to say to anyone away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. If you're not on fire, if you're double-minded, if you're wishy-washy, He's going to have to say, I didn't know you. If you follow after your flesh, you're not going to do his will. And he's going to have to say, I didn't know you. He doesn't want to say that, but he'll have to. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.